Hi, welcome to another guest episode of my podcast. Today I'm joined by Shelly from Shop Ocean Breeze. And we'll be talking about what's it like starting and running your own business. Interesting stories by interesting people. Stories by Vera V. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about like your business and what you do? Yeah, sure. So my Instagram is at Shop Ocean Breeze. That's the same as my Pinterest as well and my TikTok, but I don't post there too often. So my small business is t-shirts that I'm wearing and Vera's wearing, as well as stickers. And I make all the art myself and I make the t-shirts and stickers myself. And my business promotes a happy and healthy lifestyle, as well as being as eco-friendly as possible. Mm-hmm. So to start off, I just really wanted to thank you for coming here because I'm sure you're busy with everything. <laughs> so just the fact that you make time out of your busy day filled with like, you know, working on your small business and creating the products and launching them and whatnot. It just really means a lot. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. You're very busy too. And I'm sure there's plenty of people excited to be on your podcast. So I'm so happy that I was chosen. But also this shirt I wear it all the time. I kid you not. I love that. Especially when I'm at home because it's so comfortable and it's cotton, mm-hmm. right? Yes, it's 100%. And cotton. also the stickers. Oh, God, those made me so happy. I know. I love the shirt. I, I really think it's so comfortable. I, you know, I feel like when it comes from me, people think I'm just saying that to advertise. But <laughs> genuinely, it is so soft and comfy. It is. I really love it. But also design. It's so simple. But at the same time, like it's, it's a design in and of itself, yeah. you know? So regarding designs, how do you come up with them? Like, what's the process behind that? Sometimes they're more, I guess, forced. Like, for example, I'm coming out with the winter collection now. And for every season, I kind of like make myself create for the season. But a lot of times throughout the season, I'll have smaller launches. And those are just ideas when I'm listening to music podcasts Mm -hmm. in a car and looking out the window. I just get ideas or in class doodling. And then I like a doodle and I'm like, Let's put that on a shirt. So my uh-huh. idea is just, and Pinterest too. Pinterest is a big one. Pinterest. They just come from things I see or hear that make me want to draw. For music, what's your top go-to for inspiration? Okay. I don't know the genre of it necessarily, <laughs> but you know the songs that make you feel alive, like you're going on an adventure or something like that? Uh-huh. Those kinds of songs, they really provoke emotions in me and make me want to do art. So kind of like coming of age. Yeah, like uh-huh. the songs that make me feel like I'm in the, the main character in a coming-of-age movie. I love that. What are your top five? Um, I don't, I'm so bad with like lyrics, and not lyrics, uh-huh. like titles, <laughs> titles and artists. Yeah, I was talking to my friend the other day about this, but I would say one of my favorite songs is Coastline by Hollow Coves. Mm-hmm. It just, it reminds me of 2019 summer, which was really fun. And I've been listening to this playlist. Uh-huh. Um, wait. I don't want it to start playing, but it's um, by one of my favorite YouTubers. Her account is, what is it? It's like Natalie X, something like that. I don't know, mm-hmm. but she makes these films that are so incredible. And I tried to captivate that in my YouTube channel too. And mm-hmm. she, her soundtracks, I don't know where she gets these songs, but she <laughs> put a link to her Spotify. So I've been listening mm-hmm. to that and so inspirational. For podcasts, do you have any also go-to ones for inspiration? Yes. First of all, I listened to the first episode of yours at the time of recording. That's the only one out. And I loved (laughs) it. Definitely going to be listening to it every episode. 
Uh-huh. And I also love the podcast, She's Going Places. It's by uh-huh. a college Christian girl and it's just like relatable. And she just makes me want to be productive, which inspires me to want to draw. Mm-hmm. When did you start doing art? I've always loved doing art ever since I was a little kid. There's actually a funny story. My favorite animal is a duck. And I was obsessed with ducks <laughs> more as a kid. Uh-huh. And I did not like a babysitter because I asked her to draw a duck and I didn't think it looked like a duck. And I remember <laughs> crying to my parents and I'm like, she can't draw a duck. I don't want her to babysit me anymore. So Ducks. I've always loved art. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you started at a pretty early age then, right? Just doodling around. As soon as I could hold a pencil, I just started drawing. Mm-hmm. What tool do you use? Because it's mostly digital, right? The way you do it. Or do you transfer it from paper to... Sometimes I do transfer it. It depends. Like I said, I get ideas in class sometimes or just Mm -hmm. in the car ride, even at work. And I have a little notebook that I keep with me all the time in case I get inspired for art to just doodle something quickly. So sometimes I'll look through my old art before I even had an iPad or anything. And Mm -hmm. I'll actually take that art, take a photo of it and then trace my own work. Um, but the program I use to make it digital so I can make it into stickers and shirts is procreate and it's only $10. It's a one-time pay. And I think it's totally worth it. What's your favorite design you've ever done? Do you have that one? Hmm. One of my favorites is probably the fall Fox. Um, I could, do you want me to pull it up? Sure. Yeah. I'd love to okay. see it. I'll pull it up on the Etsy. Cause I like uh-huh. don't have photos. I run everything on my iPad normally. So that's where the pictures are. But mm-hmm. it's on a shirt. It's coming on a sticker. By the time this podcast is out, it will be on a sticker. But let me, here we go. It's a good one. This is probably my it. favorite. Thank you. It's I just so think it's cute. cute. I don't know. I like that. And anything it's so with cute. ducks. 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 <laughs> and the custom stickers because they're really fun. Mm-hmm. And I just love the personal aspect to it. And I know that anyone who purchases one, it's a little bit more meaningful because it's of them or their animal or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. How long does it take to create each one just for designs and just to make it come onto, you know, like as a sticker or as a shirt? It depends. I think usually for customs, I'll take about 30 minutes to do it because I don't need to think too much since I already know exactly what I'm going to make. But when it comes to like the ones that I freehand, such as this one and the one you're wearing, they can take a pretty long time, honestly. I run it a lot by my mom just because there's sometimes things I'll know something's off, but I don't know what. So I ask mm-hmm. her a lot for feedback and stuff. And yeah. those can take a little longer just because it's a process of my mom giving me her opinion, me erasing it, fixing it. Then I ask her again. So <laughs> all the back and forth adds time. It can be uh-huh. like an hour to a week at most. So mm-hmm. a week, that's a long time. It is, but you know, I want them to be perfect. I'm pretty much a perfectionist when it comes to art. So, you know. Yeah, no, I get that. But have you ever had a thing where let's say you did a design and then you loved it at first, but then you absolutely hated it and you just didn't, you couldn't figure out why. Definitely. There's been so many of them where I've actually taken them like off of my Etsy and I'm I'm like, this is ugly. Why did I like this? Really? Um, Yeah. And sometimes it's funny too, because there's been like a couple designs that I was thinking of taking down. And then all of a sudden people start buying them. And I was like, that, you want that one? Okay, I'll keep it up if you like it, but I don't. <laughs> Have you heard of the, I think it's the 80% rule or something? No, I don't think so. It's, I think it's by, 
somebody do you know how there's a crash course channel have you heard of that yes yeah crash course <laughs> and i think tom green what's his name john oh, not john, john green, green john green <laughs> or hank green somebody talked about it i don't know but the 80 percent rule is basically it, i feel like it's very helpful with perfectionism where if you're working on anything so say a design and you know that you've gotten into 80 percent of your abilities you just stop there like you don't try to make it any better that's actually that's really clever especially mm-hmm. for physical art like not digital such as paintings and stuff I do this thing where I'll keep messing with it and then it gets worse and I'm just really upset yeah. <laughs> no that happens all the time I feel like with I mean I feel like it's very relevant to perfectionism just in general mm-hmm. definitely I think with anything I'm sure you felt that way with your music where you're recording a song <laughs> or writing it and that's uh, <laughs> worse the more you try <laughs> No, for real. So I feel like there's just a point where we just need to leave it and just let it mm-hmm. go. That's actually really good. And also the thing is like perfectionism is hard because your best might not be perfect. And what can you do at that point? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> just, just let it go. That's your best, you know? Uh-huh. But with, do you feel like it's harder to start a small business such as yours? Or do you feel like it's harder to just keep it running? Because you, like you said, you do seasonal connect- collections. So you always have to have new ideas generating. Mm-hmm. I think the seasonal collections are definitely hard because I feel mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. I follow other small businesses for inspiration on how they run their shop and their products and stuff, but it can also be hard because two of my favorites are small businesses still, but they're a lot bigger than me. And uh-huh. comparison's a thing that keeps me thinking like, are my designs not as good as theirs? Am I too behind? Am I releasing things too soon? And I think the hardest part about it is that there are so many people who've built like multi-million dollar companies that give advice, but it feels so irrelevant because it's like mm-hmm. you built this 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Yes. And yeah. And the advice you're given is like for the market now when you already have a billion dollar company. I definitely do not have that yet. So <laughs> uh-huh. um, I don't know. There's a lot of pressure to make sure that it's trendy, but also fits your brand. And sometimes your brand is not the trendiest at the moment, like the style of it. So mm-hmm. it can be very hard to make sure that you're staying true to yourself, but also staying true to what customers are wanting. Mm-hmm. So for your target audience, what would you say it is? I would say it's probably people like high school, college age. I'm 18. So I kind of create what I want as someone my age. And I think uh-huh. that you can definitely like what I draw at any age, but I feel like it's most likely people in that age range that'll like it. Mm-hmm. So I try to target when I post reels and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. also a little background to it. Like I said, the motto is happy and healthy lifestyle. So I definitely want to appeal to people who like nature and like basically kind of like your audience, um, you know, mm-hmm. working on themselves, self-growth and just being the best version of themselves they can be because that's what my brand represents. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Thank you. When did you, how did you come to that? Was it always just like, oh, I want to create what I want to see? Was that always your approach? Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like with businesses, there's designs. I've seen other little like sticker shops, usually not, not as much t-shirts. They're growing now, like t-shirt uh-huh. sellers my age, but I've seen a lot of stickers and people just kind of would make a drawing and put it on a sticker, which is what I would do. But I've noticed that one thing people didn't really seem to have as much of was intention behind it or meaning behind it and I'm guilty of that there's a few designs that are just like I don't know I just (laughs) drew it and I liked it but Uh I really like intentional things and I think people can connect to it more if there's a story behind it 
Mm-hmm. So what's the story behind this sticker? Because I think about it all the time. Because I have, this is my <laughs> writing notebook. Like when I'm at school. So I always think about it because it's right there on the cover. Actually, that one, let me pull up a picture. I don't know if you've heard of the account Duncan Ducks, but um, it's this girl. She lives in Pennsylvania and she just has a bunch of ducks. Like she just owns ducks uh-huh. and she posts like really cute duck content. And <laughs> I followed her. I loved her because mm. I love ducks and she was like a really nice person. And I'm pulling up the picture right now. These are her ducks. Munchkin's the white one and Maple is the multicolored duck. And they're a couple. Oh, this is so cute. I saw that. <laughs> and I asked her, I was like, can I please sell stickers of that ducks? And mm. like, I don't know if you're okay with that because it's your picture and I'm not ready to like, you know, have any kind of commission partnership. But yeah. she was like, yeah, definitely. And I did send her one for free since it was her ducks and I gave her a discount code. But um, that's the duck sticker and that's the story behind it. And I think it's it's really cute if you love ducks or for a boyfriend or girlfriend or just a friend. Mm-hmm someone you love in any capacity just yeah ducks. no for sure I absolutely love it it's so cute thank you I'm so glad that it's on your writing notebook I feel so honored it is it is because I feel like it's just I don't know it reminds me of like love <laughs> when I look yeah. at it, I just think of love and I love associating that with you know what I love doing so that's such a good idea that's really cute putting it on something you love yep I love that but with your with your business how long do you think you spend on it per day? I know it's hard to ca- calculate it because when you're say creating content, it's kind of more in the moment throughout the mm-hmm. day, but that what would you estimate question. it? Yeah. There's so much that goes into it because it's not just like how much I draw, but it's also like the creating content on Instagram, which is so much more time consuming than people think for sure. <laughs> um, like even a reel takes me like, I have to film all these little clips and I'm like pouring my coffee. And then I'm like, I don't like that. I need m- more coffee now to report yeah. for the <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. So I don't know, definitely a big chunk of time. I would say probably like anywhere from three to like seven hours a day, depending on the day. Like today, um, my whole day is just dedicated to working on the business and mm-hmm. being productive. Yeah. What have you done so far today? Today, I have cleaned my room and cleaned the bathroom, which doesn't sound like much, but it was a deep clean, like dusting everything, taking off the sheets. My bed blanket is missing. And also, fun fact, if you can tell, those pillows don't have pillowcases on them. The (laughs) pillowcases are being washed. Um, Um, Yeah, everything, scrubbing things off the desk. It was just a very busy cleaning day, but just my to-do list. I'm just showing it because I think it looks cute, honestly. uh It is so cute. I love that. Thank you. I like to make them cute. It motivates me. Mm-hmm. But um, I have to order some box mailers for the sweatshirts. There's another thing about my business is that I package sweatshirts and shirts in boxes instead of like the little plastic mailers, which seems very different. I've never seen anyone do that, which is why I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I offer free shipping, by the way. So if anyone's concerned, yeah. like, is that more expensive? The shipping's free, so it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, I thought it looks so giftable, and this way people can directly order it as a gift, and they don't have to worry about how's it going to be packaged and stuff. And if you mark it as a gift on Etsy, I won't write a note to you or anything, and Etsy will print out a shipping label without the price of the shirt. So, you know, I know mm-hmm. that can be very confidential when giving gifts. And I can show a picture of my packaging, yeah, it's so cute. Oh. I loved receiving the box. Thank you. 
I only said that because I realized I had to order mailers today. And then I was like, you know, there's a story behind that. So the Fox one, there's a picture. This is how it comes packaged. And that's how, this is the note. If you give a gift, if it's for you, it'll be a thank you note for shopping for my business and I'll write your name. And you can even add a message, which I'll print out on some paper underneath. So if you're giving it to someone, you can say whatever you want to that person. How long does it take you to package it? It's so like intricate, you know? It actually, it's not that long. It just depends on how I fold the shirt because if the shirt doesn't look good, like we talked about perfectionism, I get annoyed <laughs> and I have to re- roll it up. But uh-huh. I think the most time consuming thing is printing the shipping label and cutting it and then the custom notes and stuff. Just because I don't have one of those label printers yet, I think they're about $80. And I'm just, I don't know, I want to invest in one, but at the same time, there's some other things that I'm prioritizing investing in. So mm-hmm. I print out a shipping label, but then it's on regular paper. It's not sticky. So then <laughs> I cut it using this like paper cutter to make it straight. And uh-huh. then I have to tape it on the box, but it has to be perfect. So that's a lot more time consuming than peeling and sticking a label. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned that you so your store is on Etsy, right? Mm-hmm. And so is there any way to market on Etsy or does all traffic usually come from like other social media platforms? Etsy does have ways you can pay Etsy to kind of run an ad on your shop. Mm -hmm. And like when someone looks up t-shirts, mine will come up first, but also Etsy has little, like, I guess, hashtags you put. So Mm -hmm. I have some default for the t-shirts and the stickers that are just like general, like um, let's say gray t-shirt or cotton t-shirt, things like that. And then I leave, I think there's up to 15 tags you can do. So then I leave the last few blank to make it more specific. Like for this one, I put like flowers because there's flowers Mm -hmm. on it. That one I put truck. And Mm -hmm. this way, I don't know how well it works, honestly. Like if people find me that way, but um, hopefully when people look up flowers t-shirt, this will come up (laughs) because that's what I typed. So Etsy does have those. Yeah. But do you feel like the majority of your traffic is from social media platforms then? Definitely. I think mostly from Instagram because I'm pretty sure that's where I have the highest amount of followers. Um, I do think some traffic might be coming from my Pinterest because Pinterest, you can directly link it on every post. I love that about it. So for Instagram, do you have specific content plans for each day or do you just do it as it comes? Oh, I, I have content plans. Um, I have my feed planned out. So basically I don't know if you notice this. Like, I don't know if I really overthink my feed to make it look cute or (laughs) um, like if anyone really notices it, but I kind of have like a bright post, dark post pattern, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. It's kind of like a checkered board, right? Yeah. And I just think it balances it out because I'm like obsessed with cute feeds. I probably put way too much attention into that, but um, I do have a bunch of photos planned out. And then for my content, my stories, those are just kind of, random whatever I feel like would be inspirational mm-hmm. but for my reels and my posts they are very planned is it also do you aim for a specific time slot or is it just like as soon as you create it you just post it I do try to aim for a specific time slot with my posts just because of like the most active time but I try not to mm-hmm. focus on that because you can get very wrapped in with like social media and likes and yeah stuff. I'm sure you've been through that um but stories are just kind of as I create, or sometimes I'll take a picture and I want to edit it or type something longer. And I just don't have time because I took it two minutes before I have to leave for school. So (laughs) I'll post that when I have a minute to do it. But for the most Uh part, it's just kind of like as the day goes. 
how do you balance it with school? Do you also have time? Because for me, I have like a, do you know VPN? <laughs> no, we don't have that here. Oh, so VPN is kind of, it's an app that connects you to your school's network, but then it also you can go on apps that are forbidden at the school, like Instagram. Oh, your school blocks it like from your phone too, or just the computer? Yeah, no, because if you connect to their network, they block a bunch of stuff. What? My school, yeah. okay, my school doesn't give us the Wi-Fi password though. So we, you guys, some how kid you... found it out. Uh-huh. Um, and I have the Wi-Fi password. I hope no administration for my school sees this because <laughs> I don't want the Wi-Fi password taken away. But um, yeah, no, I have the Wi-Fi password. And because students don't know the login, teachers don't even know it. They didn't block anything because it's only for like security guards and the principal and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. so while you're at school, do you have time to work on like creating content or posting or anything? Yeah, I have a 15 minute break. I get out at 1230. Actually, I only have three classes every day instead of four a day, just because I wanted to do that. It's my senior year and they give us the option. So um, I don't have too much time because I get out earlier, but I do have a 15 minute break and then I do have lunch. And um, some teachers are very, very like chill with phones. They don't care as long as you get good grades and behaving, they'll let you do whatever you want. (laughs) So I will create content when I'm done with my work in those classes. Do you, how often do you take breaks? In school or like in general? Yeah. No. Cause if you, cause for me, I know like I'm working on, you know, consecration, whatever, when I'm at home, then I go to school and I also have to wrap that up. Then also I make sure to take a break because sometimes it just Mm -hmm. gets like a little too overwhelming. I think I do need to be better at that because I'll come from school and I'll go right into either my like job that I have. Cause I also have a job outside of my business. So sometimes I'll get picked up from school and my mom will take me right to work because we work in the same building. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh, I don't so get off. Cool. It is. Same building. I don't get off until four 30. And then I'm just like, now I don't have as much time. I have to work in the business and it can be very unhealthy for me because we do need breaks. So I've been trying to just like listen to my body more, but make sure my breaks are productive, not scrolling for three hours. No, that's good. That's good. But um, to answer the question more directly, I don't take breaks often enough, honestly. Felt. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like you said, with designs, you're always brainstorming, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. For me, I feel like if I stop writing songs or stop like doing anything, it's really hard for me to get started with that. Do you also feel like that or is it different? No, it's definitely the same. And that's why it's hard to calculate like how often I take breaks because mentally I'm always thinking like, oh, you know, this will be a cute sticker or I see a sunset and I'm like, I want to take a picture because I like sunsets. And then I think, you know what, that could be a cool wallpaper to post on Instagram for people to screenshot. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to mentally distance myself from it which I've come to terms with. At first I was very like, this isn't healthy. But then I, I realized, you know what? I love it. It's something I'm passionate about. And as long as I'm not stressed out thinking about it, it's okay to think about it. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. I read the autobiography by Elton John. I just finished it. Mm-hmm. And actually he was talking about this, but he said that he actually didn't have like ideas running through his head 24 seven. He would just sit down at the piano and that's when his work, I guess, began. And as soon as he stood wow. up, he was just done thinking about it. Wow, that's interesting. My brain can never, I'm thinking about 50 things at once. So uh-huh. that's you know impressive, saying? honestly. I know, it's very interesting how there are different approaches to that, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess it is a very personal thing that for anyone listening, if you 
feel that way where you're not constantly thinking of ideas. I think honestly, all our brains are so different. And so whenever you're creative or inspired, that's your time. And your time doesn't have to be like our times, you know, you just, you do what feels right. And what comes naturally to you. Mm -hmm. I also have, it's sort of a very direct question, but where do you have a specific vision for your business, say a year from now or five years from now, or do you just take it as it comes? I do, but I don't. I know I want to have goals, which is like a good thing to do. But at the same time, sometimes goals like can be a little overwhelming and be very disappointing if you don't reach them. And I think the difficult thing about my business is trying to rely on like something like a TikTok or a reel or something kind of going viral to help me, which is huh. very difficult because it's so, you don't know what's going to blow up. The algorithm. I, <laughs> the algorithm's mean, but my plan is definitely to get to a place where I'm making the same amount that I make at my actual job when I was working full time. Mm -hmm. Or of course my goal is to evidently make more than that because I was, I'm not like, obviously I'm getting paid less than my mom and stuff. I'm getting paid what someone at the bottom of a company would get paid. But um, my goal is to one day be able to live off of the business. Mm -hmm. So you would want, you'd want that to make your full time job. Yeah, definitely. And that's really my only goal. If it like, as long as I'm able to keep living off of it, I don't really, I'm don't care about being rich. Like that's just, I don't yeah. know. It's never been my thing. I want to uh-huh. travel, which does take some money, but I don't really care for expensive items. I like living in a small house. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be able to live off of it. Honestly. Mm-hmm. That's a good goal to have. I really like that. Thank you. Financial independence, but also regarding small house, I feel you because then that way you have to clean less. Mm -hmm, exactly also I lived in a bigger house before and I remember I have this like fear as a kid that someone's like hiding in because we had like a living room and a family room Mm -hmm. I don't know and I had this like fear that someone was hiding in one of our rooms because we had a lot of rooms and I was like I don't know but here when I watch a creepy movie or something I just check the downstairs closet (laughs) my closet under my bed hope my mom checked her own room for the murderer and if there's no one there I'm safe and I go to bed Problem solved. Yeah. So much simpler in a small house. I agree. But also regarding your designs. So do you separate just creating art from making design specifically? Like, do you draw outside of your shop? Yes, I do. I'm taking an art class in school. So that promotes like a lot of drawing. And I just, I like to doodle in general. So when I'm doodling in school, not everything ends up as a design. And like I said, with my seasonal collections, I we'll put pressure on myself to like, you have to design by this date so you can create it versus my other drawings and my just later on releases are just out of boredom. I decided to create because I love to do it. And then sometimes they make it to be released and other times I just don't because I don't feel like they're good enough to sell, but they were fun to draw. Mm -hmm. No, but that's the most important thing. Just having fun while you're doing it. I feel like. Mm -hmm. And I do think that every time I draw, it still helps with the business, even in an indirect way, because I get better. And I also sometimes a doodle that I'm doing for fun inspires a doodle that I can do for the business. So it's just fun to do what I love, which is why I want to be able to have financial independence through this, because it's my passion. And that's just so cool if your passion can be what pays the bills. Mm -hmm. No, that's really great. I love that. Thank you. Do people, because I know, I think... In our soundtrack, you mentioned how you also do a lot of like sales while you're at school, Mm -hmm. just directly. So do people at school or just people you kind of know, do they know about your store? 
I try to tell anyone whatever I can. I saw actually, <laughs> I have like some like, I guess, business friends. And I'm, this one girl posted on her private story that like a teacher found out about her business and she was so embarrassed. And I replied and I was like, why? Like, uh-huh. I, I love telling people about it because it's for potential sales. And I understand that kids can be rude and stuff like that. But honestly, like that, uh, I get pushed harder when people are rude or say I won't achieve my dreams because then I just want to prove it to them. And just like, uh-huh. I'm like, you know what? Let me show you how you're wrong. Let me reach those dreams and then you'll mm-hmm. regret making fun of me. So I really don't have any fear about it. And I tell anyone whenever I can. Have you always been this way? No, (laughs) my business is as of recent, but I used to have a YouTube channel in sixth grade and people were so, my videos were cringy. I deleted all of them. I don't even have access to the channel anymore. Um, My videos were so bad though. I found like some like remains of videos. They were cringy. Like it's very valid that kids laughed at them, but I Mm -hmm. used to like be unconfident from that in other circumstances And then recently during quarantine, I started making videos again and posting them. And I have since then archived them all, but I do have some like older videos from last year on my YouTube channel, which is just called Shelly. So Mm -hmm. go subscribe, subscribe. shameless plug. But (laughs) during quarantine, I just had a lot of time to myself to create art, whether it's in forms of video or drawing and that made me feel more confident in myself and my abilities. And from not seeing people so long when I was finally like seeing people again, it made me realize that I really don't care what people think. I had so much self-growth and so much fun when there was no pressure of other people because nobody was watching me and judging me. So that made me realize that life is so much freer when you don't care what people think. And I just transferred that to actual social situations. Mm-hmm. that's really good thank you I feel like it also comes like for me personally because we're both seniors right yeah and so for me because I'm a senior I know I'm gonna leave like very mm-hmm. soon I just feel like so much more at ease at school and everything definitely that's how I feel I'm in a psychology class and for some reason nobody asks any questions I don't know why it's uh-huh. always like, awkward <laughs> and there's like four seniors in there so my friend and I we just kind of like ask all these questions and like like just joke around with the teacher and stuff because we're like whatever like none of these kids are gonna see us again carry the class on your back yeah literally (laughs) but um it's definitely I think it comes with age and comes with not having to see people again (laughs) Mm -hmm. do you have college in your future plans if you don't mind me asking oh yeah um so yes and no I want to go to a community college and I your first episode for anyone who hasn't seen her first episode <laughs> is it but um you addressed how you felt about college and I honestly mm. completely agree with you but I I do think it's kind of family pressures however uh-huh. my mom is an immigrant from Colombia and she didn't finish college there because of um, her family circumstances she had to get a job quickly because um her parents got divorced and she was the second oldest of four kids and her mom needed help supporting the family. So she had to get a job and she got it like a government job or whatever. And it was a good job there, but she never even finished her education. And here in America, because Colombia is a third world country, employers look at it and they're like, well, that doesn't mean anything here, you know, which mm-hmm. I do think is unfair because it was a yeah. very vigorous course. And she got into what would be considered an Ivy league school in her country. Really? That's so yeah. cool. My mom's a genius. I 
did not inherit much of that, but um, I'm, I, I'm creative, but I'm not necessarily very book smart. I have street smarts, but not, like, I can't do math. I can't study. I don't know. But um, yeah, my mom is very smart. But when she goes to, she has a good job now. Like I said, we work at the same company, but she's gone through areas where she had to get a job and people would not give her what she's capable of because she didn't have a piece of paper saying that she was capable. Yeah, that which sucks. Which I think is ridiculous. So because of that, I want to major in PR or something like that that can apply to my business, but get me a job somewhere and minor in art. And I would major in art, but again, the piece of paper with an art degree doesn't Uh mean much. And I hate that. I really wish society would change that about it. Um, I think it would really end up with people really doing what they truly want to do rather than studying things just so they have this financial security. I feel like there's a lot of discouragement that comes from pursuing art like in college or getting art jobs because it's the whole term starving artist, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't think it has to be that way. I think it's really awful too, because I took a 3d design class, which is basically making things out of clay. Mm -hmm. And the teacher was telling us how so many things, even cars start from art and models that people build clay that make it into cars. um, What's it called? Interior design. Also, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the name. Not, (laughs) Architecture. I don't know how I architecture. That. <laughs> architecture is also art, more math based, but it's still art. Music. People always like discourage that, and you mentioned that in your yeah. this episode, which is ridiculous because how many people are addicted to listening to music, always having headphones in? Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're good, which you definitely are. I love the little <laughs> sneak peeks that you put out. <laughs> If you're good at it and you have a talent for it and you have the drive for it, you can make it in that industry. And I think that to anyone, if you're listening and you're passionate about something that might not be the most stable career or might be discouraged by people, if you have the passion and you have the willpower, you can do it. Trace your dreams. Very inspirational. I love that. Thank you. My little inspirational speech. (laughs) Do you ever think of incorporating words into your designs because I know you you used to have I think on this shirt maybe there Mm -hmm. was yeah but do you think of just making like words of your handwriting I used to have words on that shirt I just did not like how it looked I don't know Mm -hmm. it was one of those things that you mentioned earlier where you put it out and then you just like regret it that's how I felt (laughs) about the words this Uh one (laughs) this shirt says wild and free I think it might be backwards because no actually it's fine for me I see it's fine yeah. Oh, cool. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them do have words. I have a drawing of three pumpkins and it says advice from a pumpkin. And I don't remember this completely because I made this a couple months ago, but it was like, you know, let me pull it up. So I actually say okay. it correctly, but I do have quotes on some of them. And I think it just, I don't know. When I look at the design, sometimes a quote sparks from it and other times it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But the pumpkin one says advice from a pumpkin keep growing, be well-rounded, get plenty of sunshine. And then I think I saw that one. I really like it. Thank you. It's so cute. I I put them intentionally. Like, so that pumpkin saying it, this pumpkin saying it, and the little pumpkin saying the bottom one. I don't know if that really translates, but that was intentional in my mind. Do you ever get designs in your dreams? Like, do you ever dream of things related to that? (laughs) My dreams are weird. I don't dream too often, honestly. And I've Uh like, my dreams have been very strange lately. Like have they? if I don't even know, <laughs> I feel like if my business is the last thing I'm working on, when I go to bed, I will dream about it because I've like been scrolling and something 
like I had this dream that makes no sense. And then I realized for 0.2 seconds, I saw a reel of a cactus and that's why I had a dream about cactuses. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the last thing I do, I will get inspired by dreams or have some sort of dream where my business blew up. But my dreams are very strange. That's really interesting because I hear of a lot of artists, like, cause you know, that's mostly what I read about and they get all their songs from dreams. They just dream wow. about it. And as soon as they wake up, they write it down. I wish that'd be really cool. It's such a productive <laughs> sleep. I keep getting like weird nightmares. I don't know. I need to like, I'm watching the show revenge. I don't know if you've watched it, but it's very intense. And mm-hmm. so I'll get like these intense, like, not related to the show, but I think like just because this like high energy, you know, plotting against people was like lasting yeah. in my head, I'll kind of have that like in my dream. So yeah, I don't I don't know what to tell myself about that. Mm-hmm. So for creating and for inspiration, how much of a role do you think discipline plays into it? I think it plays a huge role because I'm not always inspired to create. And I do like to give myself breaks because when I'm uninspired, it usually comes out horrible anyway. But I feel a lot of um, pressure to, like I said, get certain things out by certain timestamps. And for my winter designs that I've been working on, I didn't really have this idea that I was like, I need to put it down. I'm so excited to draw this. And I had to really like sit on Pinterest and say like, you know, you're just going to draw. If you don't like it, you don't have to release it. But I think the seasonal parts are where I really put pressure on myself or sometimes I don't want to take photos one day because I'm very tired, but I don't have any pictures of certain aspects or certain products that need to be put out on Instagram. And I do have to discipline myself to do those creative things, even when I don't feel like it. Do you feel like that's the best way for dealing with art block? When I'm dealing with art block, I try to do a different form of art, which like I've mentioned a few times, I'm very much into film and my YouTube channel, which I only have like 185 subscribers. So um, not that I only do YouTube for money, but at the same time, I feel like if I was making some income, I'd feel like, all right, keep posting videos. Cause every time I post it, I make five whole dollars from it, you know, <laughs> yeah. but because my business is my like income aside from my actual job. Um, I do have to like pressure myself more on that versus YouTube. And so when I'm not feeling inspired to draw, I will resort to editing or filming a video because it just makes me feel creative in other ways. And I think taking a break from the thing that I can't find any ideas for helps me find ideas. Do you feel like that eventually inspires you into coming up with new ideas for your business? Or do you have to go outside of it and maybe watch some, I don't know, movie or something? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I have to watch movies or listen to music that inspires me. Um, A lot of times nature inspires me very much. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm like, I'll see a leaf and I'll be like, oh, I can make a fall design. But even if that doesn't happen, just being outside, I don't know the science behind it, but I know that there is science backing it up that being outside like um, promotes a different kind of thinking than being indoors does. Uh So being outside, definitely when I come back in, like yesterday I went, on a hike. It was so much fun. And now I'm very in the mood to be productive and I'm very happy and stuff. So definitely getting outside and taking a break from what I can't create helps me be able to create again. Have you heard of earthing? I think so. Do you want to define it? Because I might be thinking of another thing. (laughs) I'm not sure what it's called, so don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it's (laughs) called earthing where people walk barefoot on the grass 
Mm-hmm. And apparently it like shifts everything and they feel so much better after it. There's a whole study for that. I've done that before, actually. Um, I have a little backyard and I've just gone out there barefoot, mostly because I'm too lazy to put on shoes half the time. So it's <laughs> not cold. I'll just run outside and we have a garden. And it honestly, I feel like when you walk barefoot on the grass, it just hits differently for lack of a better expression. It does. It does. Very comfortable on the feet. Unless in my backyard, we have like, I don't know what they are. I think they're some sort of nut, but the squirrels rip them apart and then throw them to the ground. So then when you step on one barefoot, it kind of ruins the experience. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. Sharp pain in the foot. So, you know, um, watch out for pointy objects if you're going to go over things. Absolutely. (laughs) I've heard of people just, I don't know, this is kind of really random, but I know that they're soles kind of. And they're like shoes, but they're not. So you just stick it on the bottom of your foot. And that way you could walk around everywhere barefoot, but your feet are protected. I've never seen that. That sounds really cool, actually. I like, I really want to get that now. (laughs) I I feel like that'd be kind of weird because you're walking around barefoot, but at the same time, you're not. I feel like it would, but I feel like that might be fun unless it's uncomfortable. But I guess the purpose of it is to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a big city, like say New York and you're, if somebody steps in your foot mm. I think it's definitely a time and a place for that like I would not wear that everywhere I think it's certain occasions like if I take my dog on a walk definitely but that's fine like the yeah. hike I went on yesterday I would have my poor feet would have been so scratched up if I did that no hikes are usually like that it was an intense hike compared to because where I live in New Jersey it's flat New Jersey is a weird state it's like flat and then there's some hills um, but I live by the beach, so it's flatter over here. But we do have like this little hill by the beach. Um, the way I'm describing it makes it sound kind of strange. But there's like this little hiking spot, but it's not very intense. So I went up to New York State yesterday where the hills are bigger. They're not that big compared to some other places, but the mountains and cliffs were definitely very, very beautiful. And we did this trail that had a bunch of warning signs on it. And at first, um, my aunt was like, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, we're doing it. And everyone had so much fun on it. Um, uh-huh. So if they're listening, you're welcome. I told you we'd have fun. And you did. <laughs> That's great. But last thing I want to touch on is burnout. Oh. Have you ever experienced <laughs> it? Because you seem to work a lot. Like from, because I always see your stories. I watch like, I'm pretty sure like 90% of them at least. And that's really inspiring to me because you're always working and, you know, developing a new concepts and just putting out content, promoting what you already have. And so that's really cool. Do you ever experience it? I always watch your stories and, I, and you inspire me too. So I love the little circle of inspiration going on. So I'll see uh-huh. you working so hard and I'm like, I got to be more disciplined. Like you're tired and you're still going. And I'm over there just like laying on the floor for no good reason. And so that's actually like a really wholesome little, um, I don't know, thing, I guess. But um, I've definitely experienced burnout a lot, which is why, like I said, you inspire me because I'm sure you've gone through it, but it's nice to see someone else be productive because it inspires me to get out of my burnout. And Mm -hmm. that's when normally my burnout from social media transpires from not getting the likes or comments I think something should get. Uh Now, this does sound very like superficial and I have a personal account, in which case I don't care if two people like my posts. Half the time, I usually only post on there to get a photo out of my camera roll because I don't Uh need 30 pictures of the same tree, you know? Uh So I don't really care about that. I don't care about like attention, but as a business owner, 
I'm constantly looking at analytics and just like hoping for things to do well and thinking, you know, if more than 200 people saw this, then there would be a better chance of selling it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I have to take a break, not from creating, but from social media, um, which is not great because social media, like we talked about is where I do market a lot. Mm -hmm. So I have actually, um, on Pinterest, I just scheduled some Pinterest posts. So I post every day for the next week without actually having to do it. Okay. Um, I like Pinterest a lot because I only have 93 whole followers on there and I don't feel very much pressure because there's, they have a comment and a like thing now, but it's not as like, I feel like people only pin things. Like I've never commented on any yeah. Pinterest. No, I haven't, I haven't either. I only pin. Yeah. I only pin. So I feel like there's not as much pressure and my pins do pretty well for my following. So every time I see at least like 30 people view a pin, I'm like, okay, cool. And Pinterest, I don't really ever wear out from. So usually just taking a break from Instagram and having Pinterest as backup helps me to feel good about not going through burnout. When's the last time you've experienced it? Good question. Maybe like two weeks ago, definitely. School started in September, but I do mm-hmm. think the most recent was two weeks ago. And it did happen a lot when I started school because it was a new responsibility to take on. Yeah. And once like the homework started coming in and then my job, that's when things started getting a little bit like too much. And if like I was posting something and it wasn't doing as well as I expected, I was just like, great. I spent all this time. I could have been doing homework on a post that got only 45 likes. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think I really do need to not examine that too much because even as a business or like you're a creator and you create more you know, it's not for like attention. It's because you're really going somewhere with it. You have this podcast, you're going to be launching your music career off from different yeah. form. You actually inspire people. You know, you're not just like posting pics of you just to get likes on them. So yeah. I'm sure you've felt that way where you look at the likes or the comments and think like, oh, it's disappointing, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, kind of no, because I don't try to associate anything I make with the reaction it gets. Because for I, me, I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, for me, if I would just want to make something, I just go for it. Because then I think about it this way. The more I do, the more I can do. So the more I put out, the more creative I'm going to be and the more ideas I have to put out again. If I that definitely makes sense. have to switch my mindset because the thing is, I loved drawing when literally like just my mom was seeing my drawing of a duck, you know, mm-hmm. so I never did it anything for attention or for money. I did it because I love it. And yeah. that's why... I've like turned off my likes on a lot of my posts. Sometimes I forget that's good. to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very healthy. But that's why I think that sometimes social media can be a little discouraging in that way because it kind of takes one of your passions and you judge yourself based off of the reaction. And there's so much that plays into it. You know, the algorithm stinks. It's not like before it does. when the first, <laughs> yeah. like when it was chronological, you would, people would see it. But now it's like, I don't even know why posts come up. Like I'll be getting like some things I posted three weeks ago. And I'm like, okay, did you, you, I guess you didn't see that till now. Yeah. Or <laughs> I'll see people's like the story highlight light up. And it's like everything they posted yesterday. And I was like, why didn't this come up yesterday? So mm-hmm. I definitely have um, tried to shift my mindset. But I think it's difficult because exposure equals more people buying the products. Mm-hmm. it's definitely a process and I feel mm-hmm. like it's tough because like you said most social medias I mean all they're just based on numbers 
Mm-hmm. And it's a really dangerous thing to start equating what you make to numbers. Mm-hmm, you know? Definitely. It can really lower the self-esteem, especially because I've seen like, like, you, do you know that trend? I'm sure you know, I'm sure you got it on your 40 page, like 50 times, like on Instagram, but the um, song by Oliver Tree where it's like, like goes on and on. And it's like the uh-huh. duck and the changing backgrounds. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, coming yeah. up everywhere. And it's like, you know, that's, it's, it was a cute trend. It started coming up too much to the point where it got annoying, but mm-hmm. it's not something that anyone who posted it really put too much effort into. So you really have to think of it and for what it is. Social media, effort does not always blow up. And that doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It's just the algorithm sucks. So, mm-hmm. you know. That's very wise. I love that. Thank you. I feel like our whole discussion has been very insightful. <laughs> Genuinely. Yes. I really do. I like this discussion and I'm so happy that I'm able to talk to you about what I love most. And I'm learning through talking to you, just balancing off ideas off of you. I'm so happy to have you as a guest because I have an online store myself and I'm actually like the new collection is coming up. I don't know if it is going to be up by the time this podcast comes out, but I'm learning a lot because it's also, it's a small digital business, Mm -hmm. you know? That's so exciting. Is that the um, program that you were talking about on your stories? The program? It was like um, or the challenge or whatever. Like you said, like, yeah, yeah, it's all it's all connected. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm excited to see that come out. Yeah. But I've just learned a lot just from our discussion that we had about and I'm already getting some ideas about how I should kind Ooh, of direct that's it. Awesome. Another thing that I try to do more of is make things more personal, which is this constant balance between business and personal. Mm-hmm. And I personally, can, I connect to personal content more and I feel like others do too, but sometimes it can be kind of awkward because it's like, I'm a business selling t-shirts and stickers and I posted what I had for breakfast. Where's mm-hmm. the connection? So yeah. <laughs> it can be a little awkward sometimes, but I do really feel like that's, another reason why I developed my brand message because I kind of I like to share things that will inspire people and I know when I see a healthy meal I think you know that looks good and I Mm -hmm. like healthy food can taste good so I feel like having that brand mission behind what I do helps me to be able to post the right personal content like something that goes Mm -hmm. along with my brand and like today I'm kind of showing as I accomplish my to-do list because being productive is very healthy and happy for you you know uh-huh. That's great. And also last question, would you ever want to step into more of an influencer role? Cause I feel like for a business, well, I watch, like, like I said, a lot of <laughs> what you do, but I rarely see you like you're there sometimes, but it's mostly, like you said, it's more focused on your products and just the lifestyle that you have and the lifestyle around you. But would you ever want to step into more of a spotlight role? I would. The reason mm-hmm. I don't post much of me on my stories is because I cannot take selfies. Like that's, that's actually really funny, but I, my selfies where I'm like, wow, I look really good. They're very try hard. I feel like, like I'm, I'm making a serious mm-hmm. face and like, you know, and I feel like <laughs> it's not necessarily like fitting. Like it's kind of just like, girl, what are you doing? Um, but then when I tried to take like, um, did you see the one yesterday of me in the car? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I love that one. And when I make a goofy face where it's not too goofy that it's scaring somebody looking at it, I will kind of like post pictures of me. Um, I do post a lot of like, not a lot, but I do post some feed pics from like mm-hmm. photo shoots I've done. Yeah. But 
um, you know, obviously I had makeup and I did my hair for those. They're very like planned out. And so that's why I do have my YouTube channel to be more vulnerable on mm-hmm. that platform. Yeah. My Pinterest too is very, um, not business focused. I do post some business posts where like pictures of my products, but I have, my boards are like food inspiration, cute animals, which is basically my dog. <laughs> um, I have like productivity boards and then I have like an outfit board, which obviously anytime I have a cute outfit that has my shirts, I will post it on mm-hmm. there with the link. But I also have some outfits that are just clothes that I thrifted that you're not linked to anything. And I do like putting myself out there to a certain extent. You know, a lot of things can be kept personal and should be, mm-hmm. but I do like to share about my life. I don't know. I just find it fun. But like I mentioned before, I want to do it with a balance to the point where people are not confused about why I'm posting so much about me when it's a business. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your perspective and for your insight. Of course. Thank you for yours. Always on your stories, your posts, and this podcast. Do you have any final words? Just um, about some like some plugs to my <laughs> account. So it's at Shop Ocean Breeze on Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok. Then my YouTube channel is just Shelly, but I don't honestly think it comes up much because it's a small. So if you want to DM me and ask for the link, feel free. And then my um, shop is linked on all of my social media platforms. But if you want to look it up directly, it's Ocean Breeze. It's Shop Ocean Breeze Etsy because Shop Ocean Breeze was taken. Mm-hmm. I'm so salty <laughs> about that. But um, yeah, and my email is also linked to my Instagram, but I accept DMs for like business collaborations and stuff. I know some people can be picky, like emails more professional, but honestly, I'm cool with DMs. Um, and yes, also you have a discount code to my shop. So for anyone who doesn't know, you can use code Vera 10 for 10% off any items from my shop. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for listening and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Hi.